Hi, I'm Sarah LeBron Blaschka. I am social distancing from my lovely home in Grafton, Wisconsin with my son, Jacques, um, our dog, Cuso, and my husband. He doesn't get a name. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Closer Social Distancing, where we're helping each other stay connected and inspired while physically apart. I'm Alex, and in this episode, I interview Sarah Lebrun Blaschka, a nutritionist who runs an amazing nutritional science website called holisticmatters.com. That's holistic with a WH. We talk about the connection between mental health and the foods we eat, how to find nutritious groceries during the COVID-19 pandemic, and explain CBD and the endocannabinoid system, all topics that can help you stay happier and healthier through this tough time. If you head over to our website, www.closersocialdistancing.com, or our YouTube channel, you'll find an amazing new animated video we created that explains three scientifically studied components of connectedness that can help you fight loneliness. Lastly, we have more amazing interviews coming your way, so hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss a thing. Um, So... uh... Tell me a bit about yourself and what you do professionally. Yeah, um, so I am a nutritionist um, and have been working in the field of nutrition for over 20 years. I'm the director of education at Standard Process, um, where we run a educational website called holisticmatters.com with a W, holistic. Yep, and it's a great website. So we often hear... Um, in the media, even in health circles, uh, socially, people talking about the mind and body like they're separate. Um, Like there's your nutrition, there's your mental health, there's your physical health, but we know that this is incorrect and all these things are connected. So wanted to hear from you about how nutrition and mental health have overlaps. And um, the background on this is that we're all stuck inside And that's going to start taking a toll on our mental health, our physical health. But food and nutrition is one thing that we are in control of. So how does nutrition and mental health overlap? Yeah, I mean, I think the best place to think about that is the role of inflammation. And so we know that um, our HPA access, which is our flight or fight kind of mechanisms have a significant effect on how the inflammatory process happens. And nutrition is so key in that. So, you know, you might be fearful of something, which I mean, all of us today have a fear um, because we're watching the news and and this is a real um, serious matter, but it may not be attacking us directly, but that inflammatory effect can affect things like our sleep, Um, the foods that we eat, um, you know, how we're metabolizing things. And so we have the opportunity to intake nutrients to make an effect. So there's an interesting study that was done in people who are shift workers. So um, people who work like second and third shift because they have more stress than other people do. And they took a curcuminoid, um, a standard turmeric supplement. And that was the only thing they did. And they saw that they could actually have an improvement in quality of life by just doing this. It also showed an improvement in their inflammatory markers. So if you think about how inflammation and stress all work together, by adding 
key nutrients that help to alleviate those. So things like curcuminoids or sulforaphane, which is in broccoli, helped down-regulate that initiation phase of inflammatory response. And then by taking things like omega-3s in your diet, so that could be from fish or a dietary supplement. Um, you know, if you live where you and I live, like it might not be as easy to get fish at this period of time. That also helps with that regulation. And that is called a resolution phase of inflammation. So I think like if you think about those things, it really shows how there's a connection from stress to inflammation to the foods you eat and how they can downregulate it. So it's important to make sure that you're eating healthy on a daily basis, consuming fruits and vegetables, um, consuming high quality fats such as um, omega-3s, and where possible, maybe taking some of these um, ingredients and herbs that can help to downregulate some of those effects. Yeah, that seems really important right now because definitely all of our stress level is higher, whether it's because um, we're afraid of what's happening with the economy, what we're seeing on the news, family members who might be sick, or just being stuck inside alone and having your routine disrupted. Um, And so it sounds like that ramps up something in our HPA axis and starts this stress cycle. But with nutrition, we can tone that down and get our bodies back to more of a healthier baseline. Um, You mentioned uh, turmeric. Are you talking about the spice that people would go see in a store or is this something more unique? So the spice that you see in the store adds a lot of flavor and it's a great opportunity, but turmeric itself, like the spice that you see in the store is not very bioavailable, which means it's not very well upregulated in your GI system into your body. And so when you take um, ones that have better bioavailability. The study that I was discussing actually marries fenugreek and takes the fiber of fenugreek, not the active um, phytonutrients it, and marries that curcuminoids. And that um, is called the CGM technology. And that actually helps then to get class um, into the blood brain access. So you're seeing that it's able to get to the brain where a lot of that stress is happening in your body. And that's where we see a lot of these like negative effects. So you also see things like magnesium can have that kind of effect. And if you can get magnesium to your brain, it can help with your overall ability to kind of manage that stress response. Mm. Yeah. I, I love Uh, hearing that and seeing the science about that, because um, I think there's definitely a space in healthcare for prescription medications. And there's, there's definitely a need for that um, for a lot of people. Um, But it's also nice to hear that um, our bodies do respond to nutrition and that to get our brains to work the way that they're intended to certain nutrients do need to be introduced into the system, get through the blood brain barrier into our brains and that we can actually make changes in our bodies with simple choices about foods. Um, So from a nutrition perspective, what are some of the challenges that we're all facing right now? So you maybe can't get to a grocery store. Maybe you can't go outside, um, uh, limited fresh produce, you know, maybe you show up one day and all there is, is, carrots. You know, it's really unpredictable what you're going to have access to in terms of nutrition. Um, And then also being stuck inside, I imagine changes the nutrients in our bodies with things like vitamin D. So 
um, what could be happening to our bodies based on these practical changes, um, whether it's the food we have access to, what we're doing, what we're not doing. So I think obviously we need to try to limit our grocery store um, trips as as much as possible, yeah. but we need to go. And when we're picking groceries, it's important to pick groceries that um, have shelf life and that are easily to be cleaned. Um, most of the time you see there are a lot of healthy options. So um, people are buying probably more spam than they are buying beets. So I think it's a really great opportunity to kind of create, take your creative self and look at um, a lot of recipes and start to think about how do I add more vegetables to my life? Because, you know, phytonutrients are really an important aspect um, of our health. And, you know, like I was talking about the curcuminoids and turmeric, well, there's phytonutrients in beets, there's phytonutrients in green leafy vegetables, and you can get those easily. Um, buying packaged frozen vegetables is a great option. They stay long. You can, um, clean them well. I, our house loves broccoli. Um, so we brought a lot of frozen broccoli. We could wipe that off and then we could freeze it. And then we're doing all sorts of crazy things with broccoli. We've made soup. Um, you can grill broccoli, which is an, really awesome. Add some lemon to that. Broccoli and other cruciferous vegetables have um, really awesome aspects to them. This um, ability, they can metabolize your body to help downregulate inflammatory aspects. And so that's a really exciting option. Um, if you eat meat, you know, having meat and freezing it and taking it out as you need it is important. Um, you know, we talk about fish, um, you know, it may be harder to find fresh fish and sometimes the frozen fish maybe isn't the quality you're looking for. But, you know, try still whenever possible when you're shopping to still get those organic um, vegetables where possible and the organics because you're going to reduce the risk of um, adding additional toxins into your body. Mm. And, you know, you're going through stress and the more we hold those toxins, it's probably not good because they're going to have a negative effect. Let's go a little further into grocery shopping. So what are some of the options in regards to frozen foods, canned foods, canned vegetables? Do those still have the nutrients we need in them? How can people who are used to having access to all the best fresh organic produce start shifting their shopping? Sure. Frozen vegetables are great because they're usually flash frozen. And so then you get an opportunity to have them. You don't want to overcook them. Um, they've already been somewhat processed. So you just need to kind of defrost them. Um, so frozen, I would say, if you have the space, that's probably your best option. There has started to see more canned organics. Um, the one thing you have to worry about with canned, um, especially like I, I buy canned beans, like we made yesterday. Um, but with cans, you want to make sure you're getting low sodium and look at the cans that they're be pH free when possible too. So I think those are good options. Um, dried lentils, dried other beans, you have time on your hands so you can, you know, soak your beans and then cook them and it takes an hour. So you know, I think it's really an opportunity maybe to try new recipes that you haven't 
that incorporate. And don't get so stuck on recipes that, oh, I don't have this one ingredient, so it means that I can't, you know, make the whole recipe. So I think that's, you know, something that we should, you know, like if you find a really interesting recipe, um, I find I'm a New York Times subscriber. And so I get the New York Times, they have great recipes. And um, my son and I, we made soup dumplings, um, which is like an adventure uh, in, in cooking. So I think bonding, especially if you have teenagers or older teen children, that's a great option. Or if you live with roommates, like what a way to actually kind of get to know each other and experience something new with each other um, by cooking something together because there's a real sense of community. Or the other thing that we that we're going to do this week is we're going to with our group of friends um, make a meal each of us at our own homes together. Oh, so, like a virtual potluck. That's great. Yeah, it's a virtual. Yeah, and so everybody's consuming the same thing. They're doing it together, you know, and we're doing it on FaceTime. So, so I think you know you don't have to let social distancing and almost it's just physical distancing. You should still be social. That's really important. And food and the food you consume healthy is really part of, should be part of everybody's, you know, community. And so I would say, don't stop doing those things. Just find a new way to do them. Yeah, that's great. Cause food, food always brings people together throughout all of history. Every culture has meals that you share with people, eating with family, friends, and that's a really nice reminder that we can still do that. You can still virtually cook a meal with people and share it together, even if you're not in the same house. Yeah. So what are some nutrients that might be critical to get right now? So vitamin D is important for our overall health. And we see vitamin D as a, a key immune factor. Um, if you're not going outside, um, it's still cold here. We probably aren't getting the exposure of the 20 minutes um, kind of, you know, from your head to shoulders, your arms get exposed. So either finding other ways to add vitamin D. Um, The antioxidants, um, which would include vitamin A and C, um, but then you can also get antioxidants and some of the phytonutrients our bodies produce. Uh, We see that about 50% of the population has a magnesium deficiency. So magnesium is one of those that are really key for many factors. Um, There's a lot of people in the United States that are either pre-diabetic or diabetic, and they also tend to have uh, magnesium deficiencies. So supporting magnesium. We know a plant-based magnesium supplement is a great option because it actually crosses into the blood-brain barrier. Um, into the cerebral spinal fluid. So those are things that you might want to think about. Omega-3s, um, especially for those people who are either have some sort of immune, you know, they're worried about um, their immune system or they're a pregnant woman, do um, you want to make sure you're getting enough omega-3s um, because data from NHANES. NHANES is the big government survey that they do every few years to look at how much people consume their dietary habits. And we see that most people are not getting enough EPA and DHA in their diet. So skinny list, vitamin D, vitamin A, C, um, magnesium. And then there's, you know, a lot of others, but those are really the key important ones every day. And probably even more so today because 
you might not be consuming the foods that you should regularly. Mm, and on that, so with, with your short list, are these things that people can, you know, Google foods with magnesium or vitamin A and then try to achieve that through their limited grocery shopping? Or is there a need to do supplements or switch to other products right now that might get them the right amounts they need? Kind of a combination. So magnesium is a kind of a crazy one because our um, the way that we farmed over the course of the last you know fifty years has really decreased our magnesium level in the crops that we consume. And so you can eat a lot of spinach, um, which is a great option. You could get frozen spinach, which actually probably get more spinach in your frozen spinach than you do if you um, ate a whole container of spinach. Mm. Um, so, but it's probably less than it was 50 years ago in that spinach. And so in the that's same amount of spinach, in the same amount of spinach, because the soil has changed from a variety of different reasons. Um, you know, in general, we don't in commercial farming, not organic farming, there's not much crop rotation. So, and also they're using, um, specific chemicals that, um, do not allow magnesium to come up as um, actively as it had previously. There's data out there like looking at the amount of magnesium in wheat over the last 50 years. And, you know, it's decreased um, significantly over that time. And we see that in many other plants that are high in magnesium. So magnesium is one that is a great one to supplement. You don't really have to supplement that much. Um, high quality magnesium, really looking at about 80 to 100 milligrams. Super high doses aren't necessary because your body only absorbs X amount. Um, magnesium just is absorbed. It doesn't need to be digested. So Sarah, a lot of people are uh, in the last couple of years, and I think especially right now during COVID-19, um, where stress is high, people are trapped inside, um, they're worried about their work, friends, family. A lot of people are moving to uh, uh, hemp and CBD products to try as a way to soothe their system um, and take care of their health in a less traditional way, uh, even though it's becoming more and more popular. Uh, can you tell us from a nutritionist perspective, um, what are some of the different categories of hemp CBD related products and what could they uh, be doing to help people currently? We're learning more and more about the endocannabinoid system, which is the system that kind of acts as an umbrella over our whole other systems and really provides an opportunity to support things like stress and metabolism and all these others. And we can support that through producing our own endocannabinoids, which um, are derived from fats or things like hemp um, have their own phytocannabinoids that help with that. And if we think about the receptor sites, there's two CB1 and CB2 and CB1 is more kind of, you know, where things like THC fall into place, but CB2, Two, it's more of an inflammatory and where our body naturally is kind of doing some of those overall um, inflammation and immune support. So I think if you think about hemp, hemp is a um, legal product that can be sold in all 50 states as a dietary supplement, um, you know, and they should be regulated under dietary um, supplement FDA regulations. So 
Um, you know, you have to be careful though, where you're getting them because it is a bit of the wild, wild west and people are out there selling CBD, which is probably actually not isolated CBD. It may be a full spectrum hemp that is at a very low level. So buying from quality sources are important and making sure that you kind of understand what is in there. So CBD, so hemp is a dietary supplement, full spectrum kind of um, products. So there's many phytocannabinoids and CBD is one of those phytocannabinoids. If it's an isolated CBD product, it either could be isolated from hemp or chemically derived. And um, that is a drug today by the FDA. Each state has its own rules about it, but if from the federal government, that is considered a drug um, at this point in time. Um, there was legislation that was kind of out there um, looking at it, but obviously some of those things are all on hold right now. Yeah. From a nutrition standpoint, um, you know, I think you need to support your own endocannabinoids by consuming good quality fats um, that will make your own endocannabinoids, but also full spectrum hemp has a good place for those people who maybe have poor um, endocannabinoid tone, as they call it. So maybe if your sleep isn't right, or you don't have energy for whatever reason, um, you are having mood concerns, you know, hemp may be a part of that solution, but you should really be working with your healthcare provider to understand, is this an opportunity for me to improve my endocannabinoid tone? So if you kind of think of it, as I said before, it's like this umbrella. Um, it's not necessarily a one target effect. It provides kind of a, a support across the whole system. Um, it's not going to be the only thing that probably you need to support whatever your specific concerns are, but it has an overall effect on the overall tone of the endocannabinoid system. And uh, with something like um, a hemp product, uh, at least in my experience, seeing how they're marketed and how some people will take them. Um, I think maybe there's a misconception that you could treat it like, I don't know, uh, ibuprofen or something where you take it 30 minutes later, everything that was hurting is now better. Um, is it that sort of acute response product or is it more like a nutrient where you're building it up over time and it's affecting your system over time? I mean, um, it can have some more acute effects, but usually it's more over a course of time is what we see, um, um, you know, overall positive effect. If you take it kind of on a daily basis and then you see a general support, um, but you know, it can have kind of a, and you want to dose it appropriately. Um, you know, it's not THC obviously has acute effects right. and that's marijuana, which is not a dietary supplement. So, um, you know, they're different, um, in how they have a general effect on the body. Okay. Uh, cannabinoid tone as a whole is really drive by supporting good health and making sure you have the proper levels of, um, you know, omega six and omega three in balance and your body can produce them. So. Your right. body actually is doing that, hopefully, mm. but sometimes we see a deficiency. 
so we've talked a lot about nutrition. Uh, you're a nutritionist. You're also a health expert in a broader sense. Is there anything else, whether it's tips or advice or a message you want to give to people about their whole health experience, including nutrition, but also beyond that, just how to get through this tough period for the next couple of months? I mean, I think there's some really key things. Stay hydrated. Hydration means water. Um, I'm a coffee drinker, so I do drink one cup in the morning, but um, try to drink as much um, water that will help with your immune response. Go outside if you're able to for, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day. Take a walk, try to get your thousand, you know, 10,000 steps. I think it's really important. Sleep is key. Um, you know, we've been trying to stick to a very specific schedule and going to sleep at a regular time, getting up at a regular time really trying to get that eight plus hours of sleep is really key, especially during stress. Um, you know, if you're having difficulty sleeping, you know, try things like a hot shower and lavender. Um, there's a great herb that if you take it every once in a while, kava kava that can help, um, kind of, if you're wired and tired, um, to relax. Um, so I do that PRN when I need to, um, maybe if I've for whatever reason, watch the news right before I went to bed, which is probably not a good thing. Don't watch the news right before bed. Need something relaxing. Um, and just enjoy your time with your family and your friends, either from, you know, your iPhone. I mean, really, we have such resources. If this had happened 30 years ago, we might not have had those resources. So you can still stay connected and feel connected with your family and friends um, as much as possible. So um, you mentioned that you work at Standard Process and run this educational site called holisticmatters.com. Uh, can you tell us some of the resources people might be interested there uh, on Holistic Matters, especially while they start to think about how do we eat healthy? How do I keep my family healthy? How do we get the right nutrients uh, while our grocery shopping is all confusing and up in the air um, or any other tools that you're, you'd be excited to share with them? Yeah, so um, I think Holistic Matters has a large variety of information, and you can kind of touch the surface with it, or you can dive really deep. There's a great immune series um, that is a super deep dive, but I also, um, you and I, we worked on some great animations that really give, an, you know, top-line information, especially like the things that we just covered on magnesium and how magnesium is absorbed in the body and why that's important. And so that those kind of tools are really helpful. So I think for the listener, it's, you know, how do you like to consume your information? And we really provide that in multiple ways. Great. Well, thank you so much. This is super informative. It's going to help a lot of people. This is great. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Closer Social Distancing. You'll find a link to Holistic Matters in the show description, and we've got more great interviews coming your way. So hit subscribe, stay safe, and we will see you next time.